WRNW107FM. And hello, old friend. We have an old friend with us on the radio. Old in terms that everybody has, has known your music for so long. Yes. And uh, yeah, around here at the station, as uh, we told you, we were all excited about <laughs> having you here. Ronnie Spector is with us. Yes, hello everybody. Yeah, and, and to my knowledge, this is the first time in a while that you're on the radio live anywhere. Yeah, this is the first time, and this is the first time I've had my first solo album out. It's uh -huh. the first time for a lot of things for me. But it's know. great. It's fantastic. The, the, yeah, you, your, your smiles, you know, it's like everybody's saying <laughs> Ronnie's all excited, ready to go. I really am, because... Uh -huh. First time in my career, I've had my own solo album, I'm uh -huh. doing my own concerts, and it's isn't, isn't that amazing? Well, you know, you'd probably think about all the music and all the, the things that have gone down, and now, so, wait a minute, this is mine. That, right. right. Well, I had that, you know, but like before I was married, like in 63, with the Be My Baby and Walking in the Rain and everything. Right. So I had my own tours then, then I got married, and then I didn't do anything. And then I came back, and I guest starred on Spring yeah, And you so dropped in in places. Here and right. there, right. right. But now, this time I'm back for good, and that's it. <laughs> oh, all right to that. We're glad to have you. Let's, let's just jump right in. We'll go to a tune off the new album, Siren. This is Ronnie Spector on her own with right her own music. On. This tune is Darling. Mm. This is the new single at 107 FM, WRNW. sound of that record is so thoroughly recognizable. I mean, just at, at first listen, you know, it's like obviously where that's from, you know, what, what the history is behind that. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the production of it. We were just talking about it here well, in the in studio. Well, in the production, it was, so, it was so ironic because it was the first time since like 1963 that I really felt what I was doing. Uh -huh. It was done in such a way like, uh, can you would take me like Phil used to do, because I don't read music, I don't play any instrument, and she would just teach me on the piano. And that's the way I well, got into every song. And she would take her time, she'd like picking the material. Everybody says, you've been in the studio a year and a half. We weren't in the studio a year and a half. It took us seven months. People were sending us material. Uh -huh. And if it didn't sound like Be My Baby, it sounded like Walking in the Rain. <laughs> and she said, wow, you're in the 80s now. I was, I was just about so, to say it, but it sounds like a modern Ronnie Spector right. sound. Right, and this know. is what we were looking for. And uh -huh. the other producers, unfortunately, they all wanted to be Phil Spector. So they went in there trying to get the wall of sound and da da, -da right, right. and a Be My Baby sound. And well, you probably would be one of the first to admit there is no other Phil Spector nobody's going to try no right exactly Certainly. but that's where people would make their mistake of the genya that you're talking about so people know about is genya ravan genya raven yes a raven is how she pronounced that's it. how i say it <laughs> I, you know i once asked her and i didn't remember what she told me so i still I'm don't pretty know sure it's raven okay so she's the producer yes um, how did you get involved with her she of course uh well, note for years with 10 wheel drive and right and, uh, producer these days right well i was married at the you know, a long six years, and mm -hmm. uh, I didn't know of uh, the, the Ginya. I heard of Ginya Raven earlier, right. but I didn't know that she was like with the Ten Wheel Drive, and she had done all these great things. Mm -hmm. So I was sitting at home one day, and Ginya called me up. She got my number. She told me it took her five years just <laughs> to get my number. Really? And uh, she finally got my number, and I was sitting at home doing nothing, watching TV, reading a book or something like that. Genya called me. She says, I'm Genya Raven. You never met me before, but I'm your next producer. She didn't say, 
can I or will? She said, I am your next producer. And she was right. For and sure. she was so positive with yeah. her thinking. She said, tomorrow you'll come over to my house. We'll go over some songs. And I said, I got to meet whoever she is. <laughs> I've got to meet this woman because she sounds so positive. Right. I got there the next day. It was like we knew each other for uh, years. I would assume that in her mind, somewhere along the way, she had said, yeah, well, I'm going to work with Ronnie Spector. Yeah, well, she told me, she said thing. for five years, she could hear nothing but my voice. And That's she was great. so, you know, like she loved I'll my voice. I'll tell you, for the, for the past 25 years, I think I've heard nothing but your voice. <laughs> Don't say it. it hasn't been that long. I'm only in my early 30s, guys. <laughs> well, it feels like, you know, from the history of rock and roll and the things, the music that we all grew up right. with, obviously your voice is connected with it. Well, I think that was because I did those records when I was about like 15 and 16 right. when I had number one records. And we used to dress in a way with the Ronettes, with the slits up to here and the right. dancing and the tight dresses and right. the hair up to here. So people thought we were like 18 and every streetwise when we really weren't 14 and not very streetwise. Right, and and Phil took care of the rest, really. Right. <laughs> um, let's talk quickly about the material. Um, yeah. There, there's a song that we have been playing here because everybody around here likes. It's a particular favorite of mine. Chip Taylor is the writer who, uh, as I mentioned to you, is from this area, works out of a, a recording studio in White Plains. What song is it? I don't even uh, Any know. Way That You Want Me. Oh, right. Right. So how did that song happen? Well, that, as a matter of fact, um, that's the only song in the whole album that's not original. Mm-hmm. But Originally said, for you. No, original meaning um, it hadn't been out. It's been out before. It oh, was a right, that's what I mean, ago. original on this album. Right, right. and, and the other stuff is all new. Right. And Genya said, Ronnie, this is a great song for you. Mm -hmm. And she said, I said, it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. So we flipped out. That's my mom's favorite song, too. So everybody out there likes it, right on. Right on. WRNW 107 FM. Ronnie Spector with us in the studio. <laughs> and this is from the new album, Siren, Anyway, that you want. Anyway. that you want me, a tune that's been just handed down over the years, right? That's right. The new one from Ronnie Spector, one of the new ones from Ronnie Spector. <laughs> At WRNW 107 FM, Ronnie is the guest in the studio with us this afternoon. Glad you've joined us. And uh, what we'll do is take a quick break for some words, pay some bills, and then we'll be right back. Get ready for a Labor Day weekend extravaganza at the Pinecrest with the Jay Giles Band. Uh, don't miss Jay Giles' last outdoor appearance this year. For further information, call 203-929-1471, 203-929-1471. This Friday and Saturday at midnight, it's another great lineup of midnight movies in Rockland County. Uh, this Friday and Saturday and Sunday, meaning tonight, tomorrow, and the day after tomorrow, the 29th, 30th, and 31st, there will be special Labor Day show of both these movies. For more information or directions to either of the midnight movies, 914-358-6632 is the phone number, 358-6632. And remember, if you buy a ticket and can prove your Westchester residency at the door, then you bring your friend along and he or she gets in for free. Your local service station is a great place for gas and oil changes. Lee Miles. Okay, listen to Shadow Traffic Reports each weekday morning. Brought to you by Lee Miles Transmissions. Gary Axelbank with you on the radio at 107 FM WRNW. And with us on the radio is uh, Ronnie Spector. <laughs> 
and uh, Ronnie's getting, you know, getting the band together, getting out in the road. We're all looking forward to Gotta that. Gotta do it. Yeah, Gotta isn't it? Do and, it. And you got—I can just see it all over your face. That it's about time. I'm—I'm <laughs> I'm exploding, you know, inside. Yeah. I just—I'm so because I've been in the studio so long and rehearsing so long, and I haven't worked in it. I don't call it work. That's when I'm on stage. That's fun, uh -huh. you know. Right, and, and this I time it's yours. Fun, yeah, you know. it's yours. I, I'm curious as to whether you feel that in those days you were put into a package and sold in a way that you didn't necessarily know about or want to be now, sold in that way? first of all, we weren't sold because uh, it was sort of our idea. Even Phil didn't create the Ronettes. Mm -hmm. We had the name and But the you books. existed before that. Exactly. Right. We were Murray the Case Dancing Girls, mm -hmm. and uh, we sang and danced. And it, we had our own look. So Phil did not create us. What he did okay. was give us hit records. <laughs> and we needed hit records. <laughs> and everybody. God bless him for yeah, that. Right. Praise him for it, you know. Right. And uh, he was a genius. And all that's everything else is true. Mm -hmm. Except we didn't know that we were creating. I mean, I was 14, 15 years old at the Brooklyn Fox with slits up to here and a lot of eye makeup and the right. hair. But we didn't know intentionally go out there to kill the guys and right. the sexiness and we just thought did, it was did, different. Did you have a sense, and I'm, I'm curious, even working with Phil, or did you think he had a sense that this was really the basis or the start of something gigantic? Or was it just, let's just do it and see what happens? No, I thought he really knew because Phil didn't put anyone, if you look back in his repertoire on right. Philly's records, it was only four artists that ever got on that label. And if you got on that label, which was the Crystals, the Runners, the Righteous Brothers, and I Tina Turner, mm -hmm. and if you got on Philly's records, which was Phil Spector's, mm -hmm. owned the label, right. if you got on there, he really believed in that artist. Because when we first met Phil, we were supposed to do backup, backup vocals for some group. Right. We, we never got to meet the group. He liked my voice, and we took it from there. Mm -hmm. But everything prior to Phil, we had already made ourselves as far as mm -hmm. dancing and being sexy and so you think dresses. so you think that he knew exactly what he was doing oh and yeah he, he knew he still yeah. does <laughs> yeah even though there have been people along the way disagreeing with that right <laughs> well he's but, gotten a little ego headed you know these yeah. days but i'm talking about when phil was out there with the righteous brothers mm -hmm. the ronettes the crystals with the do run runs man couldn't be beat it, it occurred to me that that before the beatles hit america you guys had already hit the scene. Well, see, the Beatles gave us a party in England right. when we first got there, and they were just being talked about in America. Mm -hmm. Just a little bit of noise right. was going on about the Beatles. Right. And the Rolling Stones were, were our opening act in 63. Oh, really? Right. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> um, so, uh, my, my question, just because you guys were really first chronologically, did you have any resentment of the fact that, that you had been doing essentially a certain kind of thing and, and had a lot of the same or at least Phil had the, the same rock and roll ideas in his head somewhere and then the Beatles came along and took it away there was none of that in, involved not with us maybe Phil because he was a producer writer like they were right. but uh, we were only performers mm -hmm. so not only us but a lot of the groups that did slow a lot of groups down a lot Mm -hmm. Other than this, I think the Supremes still s survived that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people, even Elvis sort of went into a uh, seclusion after the Beatles came along. Uh, nobody knew what to do. What could you do? I married Phil. But as far as like everybody says, like you just said, in 66, the Ronettes, we were the only girl group that they even allowed up in their room when they got to America. Really? But I didn't do that tour. 
So this was the run. It was a run at two without Ronnie Spector because I had dated Lennon in the early '60s, uh -huh. and um, there was a little animosity between Phil and John. And Phil said, uh -huh. "If you go on the tour with with the Beatles, then we won't get married. If you uh -huh. if you stay home, then we'll get married." So how, how do you think the music that you made then stands up today? I mean, when I, you hear a record like that coming out of the radio, mm -hmm. do you find that? Yeah, it, it still is right there. It's like Phil's old motto, uh, tomorrow's sound today, and it's it's true, I think so. Right. Maybe I'm, I'm not being conceited or anything because of my ex-husband or because it was my records and stuff, but the man did have a certain sound, and I can't take that away from him. It was funny because everybody sings along with that record and those records. Me too, for, guys. For the, <laughs> no, but I mean, for the past X amount of years, we've always been singing it, and then we're sitting here, and all of a sudden, the voice that's singing along with it is the <laughs> same one on the record. <laughs> anyway, um, that was the first single. That was the second single. The second one. The yeah. first one was... Why Don't They Let Us Fall In Love, which Phil grabbed right. back and called all the disc jockeys and sent them all telegrams. Please don't play it because we got a number one smash. Oh, yeah? He so, said, uh, I got a better one for you. Right. <laughs> That's cool. Well, okay, Be My Baby. Of course, Ronnie Spector with us in the studio. Gary Axelbank with you. WRNW, 107 FM. Now... There's a, a song that I got to ask you about because it has the same beat and Billy Joel, as we were just talking about in the current issue of Rolling Stone, talked mm -hmm. about it and said that he admired you as a singer and had written the song for you and was blown away that you actually recorded it right. during the years. My question is, when you heard the song first, how did you feel about it? Say Goodbye to Hollywood is the tune we're talking about. Well, it reminded me, I, I, didn't, I didn't, before I heard it, I heard the title say goodbye to Hollywood mm -hmm. and it was just what I was doing at that particular time I was leaving my husband and packing up and coming Isn't back to New one? York so yeah. it was like saying goodbye to Hollywood so I said great idea I'm back in the business and I hadn't I know Billy you know at all and when they sent me over the record I said I'll do it I'll do it uh -huh. um, it's really interesting I always find that beat you know that it's in a lot of records. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> again, you know, you get the feeling that Phil Spector know along the way that that was going to be... I, I mean, think you he did. It. You think he did. Well, and uh, I know that sounds a bit prejudiced because you was my husband, but uh, the man was yeah, well, great in the studio. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anybody who would, who would disagree that he knew what he was right. doing. Right. I mean, now, I don't know, in the 80s here, he's kind of whacked out a little bit. But um, Genio in the studio reminded me of Phil... 15 years ago or 12 years ago uh -huh. because she had that same uh, ambition and I mean everybody has an arranger or an engineer and stuff but she would tell the engineers what to do and it was just like being I felt like I was 16 all over again uh -huh. I just knew I felt the album this is it you know uh -huh. and it was such a great feeling it's such good for my mind it just my everything okay um, well let's take a listen to say goodbye to Hollywood right. and uh, We'll get back and keep talking. I love this beat, though. I mean, it's the, it's the <laughs> kind of thing that... Dun, dun. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> There are so many artists who have tried 
some successfully, some unsuccessfully, to mm -hmm. capture the sound. In this case, I mean, he simply lifted the beat from it. Yes. Um, <laughs> you can hear it. I mean, it's just amazing. Well, the, what's good about it is that they don't deny what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Like the Billy Joel's and the Bruce Springsteen's. They actually tell you, hey, we got that from Phil. Uh -huh. yeah, rock and so roll is good. Rock and roll is like that. I mean, uh, It's you know. honest and it's good. That's why they're successful because mm -hmm. they didn't say, oh, I did this on... It's just yeah. like the Beatles. Well, they couldn't hey, get we it got it from Little Richard. We got a little bit from Chuck right. Berry. They came out. If you're truthful in this business, mm -hmm. you'll make it. If you're not, if right. you try to say, oh, I, that's my sound and everybody knows it's Phil's, then you're... You know, they sort of let you go. But the fact that the, the Billy Joels and the Springsteens and even when Lennon and the Beatles were doing that Let It Be album with Phil, you know, it was like that's his stuff. That's you know? right. And, and they, they would certainly not deny it. In fact, I think they had a lot of trouble just saying, hey, look, you know, we're okay, but these other guys is what we got to try. Exactly. Yeah. Did you know about Bruce Springsteen before or after you had heard his music? I hadn't, didn't know about Bruce Springsteen. I didn't know his name or anything. John Lennon called me up one night and said, Ronnie, uh, I had met his uh, engineer, Jim Iveen. And uh, John called me and told me to call Jim. It was important. I said, how important? He said, just call him. I said, okay. So I called Jim, and Jim wanted me to come down to listen this to this band. This is Jim Iveen. Jim Iveen. He wanted me to listen to this band. They were called Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes. Right. So I went down there one night, and Springsteen was there, and they said, this is Bruce Springsteen. Just another person to me. Right. You know? Hi, Bruce. Hi. Yeah, <laughs> right. I didn't so know you were I, the boss. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so when I got there, um... I just started singing along with the guys and kidding around and stuff. And, and Bruce flipped out with, over my voice. So he said, uh. it was one of the songs in, in Johnny's album that Bruce was writing that night. And he rewrote the whole thing. And I was in the studio, th came back at 3 o'clock in the morning, and Johnny and I sang it together. You did, you mean so you much. You mean so much. <laughs> um, I was curious, see, I didn't have that, we're going to get to that too. I'm curious about the Springsteen sound and the way that he... I hate to say borrowed the Spectre idea. But you do borrow. See, that's right. another thing. It's like I, my idol was Frankie Lyman. Uh, and I used to listen to his voice. I was in love with, I never met him. I, I later did, in life I did, but when I first, I was like 11 years old. And that right. voice just captured my whole everything. And when I would, Why the Foods Fall in Love would come on the radio, I would tell my whole family, shut up! You know, <laughs> and so I understand. What, sure. what Bruce was saying. Sure. Do you feel that these people who have tried have actually captured the sound? No. No it's way. It's just like um, having my exact duplicate, my voice. People can sound like you. Uh-huh. Or in, uh -huh. in, in, in uh -huh. the cases of musicians, they can try to right. get Phil Spector sound, but you can, can't get the exact duplicate. Right, can't. right. Um, well, this is a tune that uh, Bruce worked real hard at, at attempting and, and probably a lot of the success and the size of the sound right. is a, a result of Phil Spector. to me, baby. 
I love that song because it, it reminds, it's like my album. It was all live and spontaneous. Uh -huh. It was You fun said e even part of that was done when you didn't even know they were recording. Right. You know, that's what made it so ironic and so great. Is we were just like kidding around and having fun. Uh -huh. And that's what it should be. You know, so many people today, I find, in the business, they take it so serious that they get away from the fun of it all. Right. And then they lose that, that of feeling. Course, of course, because they're backstage talking the business part and this, and nobody's having a good time. Mm -hmm. And that shows on stage. So if you keep it as fun, so many people say work. I don't see that. I see work at going to the airport, packing and <laughs> lugging things. Remote. That's work. Right. On stage is like, hey, yeah, that's, that's a party. <laughs> um, we were talking about the uh-ohs, you know, the yeah. uh-ohs. Now you and the people here in the studio have told sure. us that those are really yours. And, and so oh, those are all mine from this little voice. Uh-oh. <laughs> and, and people ask me to say that and sing it. And... Ironically, it does sound funny when I sing it without music. Right. Oh, it's like something that's coming out, but not really. And how I got that, I didn't intentionally. Uh, it was just something to do at the end of the record. Phil said, just let your hair down, kid. At the end of Be and My I Baby. Went, oh, be my baby now. Oh, just stuck with me all my life. <laughs> and obviously they recreated it and asked you to do it again on that sure. one, for instance. Yeah. All right, WRNW 107 FM, Ronnie Spector in the studio with us, singing and dancing. And having, having, fun. having fun, right. And uh, we'll get back in just a moment. <laughs> we'll take care of some stuff. First of all, let's tell you that uh, Spotlight 107 is Sunday night at 10 p.m., WRNW's local talent showcase. And uh, this week we present a 1980s version of the girl groups called D and the Dinettes. Soulful and very real sounds for today. Also, Spotlight 107 features Main Street, a summer of 1980 musical romance. And also Jimmy Reed. Jimmy's a local musician who had his first break in Canada. All this Spotlight 107, Sunday night, 10 p.m. Brought to you by Crazy Eddie, right here at 107 FM. Tis I. Oh, hi, Hamlet. Use the 23 numbers for comparison. Your mileage may differ. Actual highway mileage, probably less. At 4 o'clock in the afternoon, WRNW, Briarcliff Manor, 107 FM. Ronnie Spector is with us in the studio. And uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, you and the tour and the record and what's happening right now. Because it's real exciting to me also to have someone who has been influencing people across the board in the business. And finally now it's your thing. It's not under the guise of somebody else's name or the Ronettes or Phil Spector or anything right. else. So where do we go from here? What's next? Well, I have a new album out. It's called right. Siren, which okay. is doing incredibly well considering it's only been out a few weeks. Uh -huh. And uh, it's just doing incredibly well. And uh, each song, people have called me, written me letters, telegrams. They like a different cuts, and it's like I'm saying they do, you know. <laughs> and I can't believe it's all happening to me uh -huh. finally. Okay, and we're and the record is on. Uh, a label Polish by record. Polish and Records. It's not Polish. It's spelled the same. <laughs> it's Polish Records. And okay. Genya Raven's my producer. Steve Music is the owner and co-owner with Genya mm. of the record company. Is this the first record on that label? Yes, it is. And uh, I'm just proud of everything because it's taken me a while. It's been five years trying to make a comeback. And I don't mm -hmm. think people... Everybody loved me, but they didn't have this faith that Genya and Steve did. And I never had management before. 
-hmm. before I had Phil was our manager when we were at the Ronettes and I married him so he managed right. me still and <laughs> then right. I got divorced and I'm just I was just out right. there. So there was never the feeling of, of the actual artist manager thing which which No, would I work. never had it. Now I have Berlin Common Management, Kenya uh -huh. Raven producing me and I couldn't have asked for a better producer. I mean I just it's like she was sent from up above. God said that girl needs some help, you know. And even Phil said to me, and this was about a year and a half ago, he said, Genya Raven's probably the best thing to happen to your career. Uh -huh. For him to say that. <laughs> Who, who's in the band that's going to be on the road? Well, on, in the band, I don't know. That's Genya Pixar because she does know the best players and the best musicians in town. Oh, I see. See, and a lot of them are, are in other bands or they're, mm -hmm. uh, you know, occupied or and so she's getting the best guy she can get. Mm -hmm. I know Connie Taylor, which did a lot of the songs in the album, Guitar, will be my lead guitar. Uh-huh. Um, it seems to me like you are thoroughly trusting in what, in her judgment and what she Everything. says. Everything. Well, and how would you feel uh -huh. a year and a half ago, nothing to do, nobody, no, they couldn't find any producers for me. Cleveland International were calling my ex-husband to produce me. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was no one. Everybody was aff intimidated by me or... If they couldn't get a Phil Spector sound, they didn't want any sound. Right, right. If, they, if the record didn't sound like a Be My Baby, then they were reluctant to uh, record me because mm -hmm. they, they, were, they wanted that same success that I had in 63. But they didn't have other successes, you know, and, and it's, it shows it happening now. Well, it is dynamite. Here we go, man. Dynamite. Yeah. Dynamite. Love it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I can say that. <laughs> I can say that too, man. I play the record. Because I was having a ball. Yeah. I was just out there doing my thing, and that's what it's all about. The, yeah, and again, the feeling is, wow, it's about time that Ronnie got a chance to and do it. And I her. feel the same way. It's about time that I got a chance to just yeah. get out there and show people that I got my own show now. Okay, <laughs> and your own show is going to be on the road when? Well, I'm going to be uh, leaving here the end of September to do a Midwest tour, a little mini Midwest tour, and then I'm coming back to New York and uh, opening up at the bottom line. All right. Headlining, I think it's October 24th and 25th. We're also going to try, and we've been talking about this before, to get you to do a date up here in oh, Westchester, I'd love too. It. Just, just call my Berlin comment, and I will be here. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, the spirit is there, and that's the way I want to wrap this thing up. It's about the spirit of rock and roll, and the last tune on the album is obviously Happy Birthday yes. Rock and Roll dedicated to films. Talk about it. I mean, well, I don't know I, what to I, ask I you. think with this record, it's for everybody that in my era, like the Beatles, the Stones, Tom Jones, everybody's pushing 40 or are already 40. Mm -hmm. or beyond a little bit. People don't believe that, you know. But it's true, and I'm, I, I, I dedicated this to Phil, the Beatles, the Stones, all my favorite people, so it's happy birthday, and for myself, too. Happy birthday. All the birth I love everybody. Happy birthday, rock and roll, then. Yes. Yeah. Ronnie Spector, WRNW 107. Bye. <laughs> just get the feeling it's like happy birthday to all of us who uh, support this music, who live this music in our heads, in our hearts, in our minds. And we have done so for so many years. I mean, you can remember turning on the radio when you were just so high. And, uh, and, and I mean, so high meaning that big. I'm not talking about altered states of consciousness. <laughs> Don't misinterpret, please. But I mean, when you were just that big and... Uh, 
all of a sudden something meant something. And even the top charts and stuff, and, and that stuff has kind of died out. And all that we have left is simply happy birthday rock and roll. Thanks to Ronnie Spector for being with us, and thanks, of course, for making great music. And uh, okay, let's kind of wrap it back into, <laughs> I mean, we were just saying, what, what do you follow that up with? Well, we'll try and find something for you. It is a quarter after four, Gary Axelbank with you, a good Friday to you, Labor Day weekend underway at WRNW 107 FM.